Hi, and welcome to Relatable, a podcast dedicated to simplifying the complexities of modern everyday relationships. What if being great at relationships was easy for you? How would that change your life? How would that impact the people you love? I'm Fiona Lukies. Join me as I pull back the curtain on how easy it is for you to up your relationship game so you can enjoy effortless relationships with anyone in your life and become more relatable. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Relatable. Today I want to talk about something that I know has many, many relationships come unstuck and it is the way we deal with our own reactions, our reactions of ourselves and our reactions of others. Because when it comes to dealing with emotional reactions, this is the one thing that can quickly destroy a relationship, that can quickly destroy goodwill, that can have two people feel like they are on opposite sides of the planet. Because, you know, as, I, as I've as i seen many times over the years that I've been working with people from all sorts of life, from all in all sorts of situations around their relationships, we always tend to be completely shocked by the way someone else reacts to something. It's almost as if we say to ourselves, Gee, I, I, I understand they're upset, but I would never yell. Or, gee, I, under, I understand they're upset, but I would never shut down and not say anything. Or, gee, I know that they're concerned, but I wouldn't go round and round in my head the way they do. So we always see someone else's reaction as really opposite to our own and we find it puzzling and difficult. And then if you're the person who's reacting, you can be someone that, you know, struggles to understand why you're reacting that way, how to control yourself, how to be calmer. Maybe you're someone who wishes you were calmer and someone who was able to handle things in this kind of zen-like mode. I know that was absolutely most definitely my experience of dealing with emotional reactions, both myself and others. And for a long, long time, I wished that I was calmer. I was always someone that could go from zero to a hundred in, you know, 1.5 seconds. And it was always something that I felt a lot of shame around. It was always something that I wished, wished, wished was different. I would look at people who were calm and relaxed and people who could handle the unexpected, people who could deal with other people's upset in a way where they just seemed to kind of float through it, where they were able to stay measured, where they were able to be present to the other person. And and it was something that I always wished I was better at. I always wished I wouldn't get so angry or agitated or reactionary. And, you know, it's funny, it's, it's something that no matter how hard I tried to sort out, I could never get on top of. And I can see now it's because I was using willpower. And I was using willpower without realizing that's what I was doing. I was applying strategies and systems and techniques. And, you know, when you do that kind of a thing. They're very much willpower based. It's like you're applying force to something. And, you know, willpower is something that only lasts for so long. It's like an elastic band that you can only stretch for so long before it snaps and breaks. Looking back, I can really see that this was very, very problematic. And I can also see that this is so problematic in so many people I speak to. And, you know, your ability to stay calm, your ability to handle your own reactions, both of yourself and someone else, is huge when it comes to relationships. Absolutely huge. And yet it's the one area that seems to bring us unstuck. 
so many of us, and, and this was definitely my story here, guys, I'm, I, I'm being completely honest with you. So many of us, you know, wish we were calmer and less reactionary. And yet so many of us are reacting in a way that damages relationships, that really causes problems to be exacerbated. It destroys goodwill when we are extreme in our reactions, when we get angry, when we get uptight, frustrated, worried, shut down, all of those things, none of them lead to anywhere helpful or healthy when it comes to our relatability and the quality of our relationships, right? One of the reasons why people struggle so much is, you know, we look outside of ourselves and we can see any number of reasons why we are justified in our response. You know, at the moment, it looks like with everything that's gone on in 2020, it looks like it's it's the economy. It looks like it's the pandemic. It looks like it's lockdown. It looks like it's, you know, the, the way the government is responding to things or not responding to things. It looks like it's whether other people are doing the right thing by other people. There's so many things out there that look like they are the reason why we are reactionary or sensitive or unable to stay calm in the face of our own and someone else's upset, right? You know, when we look outside of ourselves and we can see all these reasons, what happens is, you know, we go right into that default state, whatever your default state might be. And, you know, for many people, it's yelling, it's blaming, it's criticizing, judging. People get frightened, Right? We get frightened of something outside of ourselves, whether it's the economy, the state of the world, the way someone else does or does not respond, and we, we react with fear. And if you are reactionary and you're reactionary through some of the things I just mentioned, anger, upset, criticism, judgment, assessing, gauging, walking on eggshells, if you're doing any of that stuff, you know you're coming from a place of fear. They are all fear-based reactions. Now, fear may not be the word that you would use. You might you might say, well, I, I absolutely feel this way because, and you will go into justification. Whatever your justification is, I'm telling you it's fear. We're either coming from a place of love inside ourselves or we're coming from a place of fear. And, you know, when we're coming from a place of love, we're not in reaction. We're not in that extreme level of anger anger, frustration, upset, gauging, assessing, self-righteousness, anxiousness, worry, all of those things, different flavors of what I've just mentioned. They are all fear-based reactions. They are what happens when we are in our egocentric mind. Reacting like this creates more issues in our relationships, as I've just mentioned. Not only do we have to face our own issues of how we've reacted and and the upset and shame and guilt we feel around that and, you know, whether you are in a relationship with someone who does react that way or you've got a boss or a colleague or someone in your life who does react that way, whether they're admitting that to you or not, I'm telling you based on the hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of people I've spoken to and what people have shared with me it is absolutely a lot of shame there's a lot of guilt there's a lot of regret there's a lot of self-disappointment people have when they show up that way right whether they show it or not that's absolutely in the mix so not only are we having to face our own issues when we're reactionary, but, you know, we also have to deal with the damage that it causes. And there's a lot more damage that this causes than we can actually see. Because, you know, when we are in reaction mode, we're telling the other person that I represent me and myself. I represent my own interests. Yours is secondary. 
Because I'm putting myself here first. I'm putting my own reaction, my own upset and my justification for that on you. That's what we do, whether we are aware of it or not. And I'm going to put myself out on a limb here and suggest that most people are not aware that that is the choice they're making. They're too busy in the reaction to see it. You know, this is why sometimes as our thinking clears, as our mind clears, we have what I call a Homer Simpson moment where we kind of go, don't hit ourselves on the forehead and say, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have said that. Or I can't believe I reacted that way. It's because, you know, when we get clarity of mind again, we can see that it wasn't probably the best way to have handled something. But in the moment when we don't have clarity of mind, when it looks like it's coming from something outside of us, something we can't control, we do, we get overwhelmed, we get frightened and bang, we go into that fear-based response. So, you know, whether we can see it or not, that we are putting ourselves first. This is what we're actually doing. And, you know, what happens is the other person hears this and responds accordingly. And what tends to happen is this, the other person will start playing their cards closer to their chest. They won't share as much. Communication starts to fall by the wayside. People are uh, more careful with what they do or don't say. They go into their heads a lot more. And, you know, often you'll find that you're walking on eggshells around each other. You're gauging each other's responses. You're assessing, you're analyzing. And in that space, it can feel like you're two people in a ring gauging each other. Neither one prepared to reach out because it doesn't feel safe. There's an, there's an air of tread carefully going on. There's a sense of apprehension. And so what happens, that sense of connection, that feeling of ease that people love, that that feeling of clarity, that feeling of flow, that starts to disappear. And so tension takes over. And what happens is people develop a high tolerance for tension. They develop a high tolerance for being in a state of dis-ease. They develop a high tolerance for reaction. And when we develop a high tolerance for something, we stop seeing it. It becomes invisible to us and it becomes harder and harder for us to actually have an objective viewpoint on how we're showing up. We're too busy looking at what the other person is or isn't doing and we're gauging ourselves on that. And the big mistake we're doing is we're not checking inside and looking at how we are showing up because the space we come from gets mirrored outside of ourselves in every way possible. And this is something that people don't recognize and don't see. And so what happens when we're gauging, when we're assessing Our frailties are the things that are on display. In other words, the worst of us is what's on display. And when the worst of us is on display, that isn't great for relationships, right? Because it starts to be the only thing that we show after a while. And again, we don't realize this is what we're doing, but it starts to be the only thing that we actually show. And when that starts to be the norm, this is when things spiral downhill pretty quickly, And people start feeling like the mountain's too high to climb. There's too much history. There's too much water under the bridge. We're never going to get past this because all they can see is each other's frailties. All they can see is the bits they don't really like. And that's what's out more on display more and more often because absolutely that's where we go when we feel cornered. That's where we go when we don't feel good. That's where we go when we're fearful, when we have a lot of insecure thinking. And so this becomes the vicious cycle that people operate from, right? 
I've spoken to thousands of people over the years. I really have. I've lost count of how many people. And, you know, I can tell you right now, this is not what people want. It's where people find themselves and they can't understand why, but it's not what people want, right? What people want is the same thing. We're all looking for the same thing. We want to feel good. We want to feel good with the other person. We want that strong sense of connection. We want that feeling of partnership. We want that feeling of closeness. We want to feel safe when we're around someone else and we want people to feel safe around us. People want to feel good. They want peace of mind when they're around other people, particularly the person they're having a reaction to. And this this applies to any and every relationship. doesn't matter if it's an intimate one, it's your boss, it's your colleague, a family member, a friend. This is what people are looking for and we're all looking for that. And we're all looking for flavor of this. And I want you to imagine if there's someone that you have a reaction to or are in reaction with, what that would be like for you if you had that sense of closeness, if you had that sense of peace of mind, that sense of strong sense of connection, partnership. Here's the thing. Most people think that the reason why they react, the reason why they can't stay calm is because there are all these obstacles in the way, right? All these obstacles. Their partner, as I mentioned, their partner, their economy, the economy, how much money they do or don't have in the bank. They look outside of themselves and they see all these obstacles and they feel that until these obstacles change, they can't change. So people get really stuck. They get super stuck right there. It's this feeling of stuckness and this feeling of Groundhog Day. Well, I can't change until the economy changes. I can't change until my partner changes. I can't change until I have more money in the bank. I can't change until this, this, this is different. This is when I see people struggling because they're focusing on the wrong thing. They're focusing on the, and, I'm, and I know this is going to sound difficult, strange for people to hear. It's it's going to sound the opposite to many things that we're taught, but we're focusing on things that are an illusion. And, and, you know, if you're feeling really stuck and you're, and it looks like the problems, one of those things that I mentioned or something else, I don't mean to um, disrespect where you are. And I have an incredible amount of empathy for how you must be feeling and how that must look like. I, I really do. And I want you to know there's another way of seeing it. And it's when you know where to look that you start to get a sense of freedom around it, that things start to really change, that your experience of that changes, your reality of it changes. That's when you start to experience true freedom. Freedom to create something else, fresh experience. And it is a fresh experience that creates change. And it's knowing how where, how to tap into that, where that comes from. And I'm going to talk to you about that in a moment, right? And so even though there's so many obstacles that look like they're in the way, I'm just going to talk about one today, okay? We're going to make this nice and easy. I'm going to talk about one. Because the truth is it's none of those things. When I work with people, I work with something that's very powerful. And I work with people with something that's called the insight framework. And this is a framework that I have developed over many, many, many years, right? Working with thousands of people over many, many years. This is what I've developed. I've developed an in, the insight framework. And it's through this framework that people see things very, very, very differently. Now, one of those elements 
And I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about an aspect of one of those elements today. One of those elements is peace of mind. When a human being knows how to have or how to access or tap into is probably a better way of saying it. When a human being knows how to tap into their own innate peace of mind, and it is innate, it is your default, you can tap into that regardless of what's going on outside of you. You can have access to that regardless of the economy, regardless of what the person in front of you is or isn't doing, regardless of how much money you have in the bank, regardless of the obstacles that you see outside of you, you can tap into that regardless. Now, your ability to do that, the place that you look for that is everything. And it is one of the things that is the game changer when it comes to the way you react to life, the way that you react to the the obstacles that you see in front of you. And believe me, I'm saying this from personal experience. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I had tried everything when it came to staying calm in the face of upset, when it came to managing my emotional reactions, when it came to me feeling more zen. I had tried everything and nothing helped me. But when I started to understand peace of mind, which is one of the elements of my insight framework that I teach to my clients and I teach in my programs, when I started to understand this everything started to change for me and it started to change organically, effortlessly, easily and in a way that was completely sustainable. And I can tell you now, as someone who was super reactionary, as someone who could go from zero to 100 really, really fast, much to my own shame, much to my own deeply wishing, wanting it to be different, understanding and being able to access my own innate peace of mind was my game changer. I would say my reactions have reduced by at least 85%, at least. I'm not going to say 100 because I still react. I still get triggered by things, all of that, right? But it is so much less. It is at least, if not more, 85% less. And the reason why it's less is because I have a completely different understanding of where my experience comes from. I have a completely different understanding of peace of mind and what that looks like. I know that it is nothing outside of me that's creating the reaction, that my reaction is coming from my ability to understand where my experience is coming from, my ability to understand peace of mind. The day that I started to see that, this day that I started to understand that, getting upset stopped making sense to me. Reacting the way I used to stopped making sense. I had more options. I had clearer thinking. And no longer was I immediately jumping from a place of fear. It just stopped making up sense, stopped making sense for me to jump from or to react to things from a place of fear. I started to have more options. And with more options comes more choice. And with more choice comes more understanding. Or should I say more understanding creates more choice? Either or, right? It's like the chicken or the egg. But those things started to show up in my life more and more and more in the moment. And in the moment, what I started to see was those obstacles are an illusion. There is nothing outside of me that creates my experience. My experience is 100% internally, internally driven. 
And that peace of mind, most importantly, is my default. Now, the more I started to see that, the more I started to understand that, it had a huge impact on the way I showed up to things. It had a huge impact on the amount of resources I can access in the moment. And this is the same for you because peace of mind as a default, peace of mind as your birthright is a human being thing. It's not just something that only a select few have. This is something that every human being is born with. And you see this in our children, right? You see this in children. Children are born with an innate ability to operate from peace of mind. They go back to peace of mind. They they move to and from it innately, easily, effortlessly. They understand this. They know it. And you know it too, which is why when I teach this to my clients, so many people say to me, oh, this makes so much sense. It's almost as if I already knew it. Yes, you do. It just gets covered up over time. It gets covered up and we forget. So when we understand this, when we understand where peace of mind comes from, that it's our default, that it's our birthright, that it's innately ours always, we end up having more bandwidth to handle life. And when you have more bandwidth, you immediately feel calmer. It's when we don't have much bandwidth that we react, that we we don't deal with our emotions and that of others very well, that reaction becomes the default instead of something that we look at where we take a few moments before we jump to. It's not something we immediately justify to ourselves. Something else starts to show up in its place. So instead of using fear, control, and insecurity to connect with people around us, that starts to look less and less like a good idea. That starts to make less and less sense. And when things make less sense, they become so easy and simple to change. The hardest way to create change is when something still makes sense to you. That's super, super hard, right? The first thing I want you to know is if you are someone who's super reactionary, if you are someone who goes from zero to 100 like me really quickly, who's prone to frustration and anger, who kind of is kind of explosive, right? I want you to know it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Nobody chooses to react that way. We just find ourselves there. That was certainly my experience. I would find myself there and it was all, no matter how much wishing, wanting I had that it was different, that's where I would find myself, right? But I want you to know it's not your fault. That's the first thing you need to know because that starts to enable you to let yourself off the hook. And if it's one thing I see people doing is they are swinging off these giant hooks unable to let themselves down, making themselves wrong, using a lot of blame, upset and judgment around themselves and around others. If you're someone who's using a lot of blame and judgment and upset on yourself, I can tell you right now, you will be using that on the people around you and not even realizing it. Because how you treat yourself will be how you treat others. Absolutely. So I want you to know, it's not your fault. It's our social conditioning to believe that whatever happens around us determines whether we can have peace of mind or not, right? It absolutely is. It's our social conditioning that determines these things. When in actual fact, peace of mind is a fundamental innate characteristics of human beings. Peace of mind is our natural original state. So I want you to know no matter what has gone on in your life, peace of mind is your default state. No matter what's gone on in your in your past, no matter what's going on for you currently, no matter what's going on in the economy, peace of mind is your default state. None of those things can take that away from you. It's just tapping into it. 
It's just knowing where to look for it, right? And I can tell you right now, you won't find it in anything outside of you. So what I'd like you to just try right now is I want you to try on what I'm saying. The peace of mind is your natural default state. I want you to just try it on without the judgment, without the analyzing, without the yeah buts, without the what ifs, right? Put all those things to one side. That's just your egocentric analytical mind trying to make sense of something that probably doesn't make sense right now, okay? I want you to put that to one side and just try it on. Try it on for yourself and see how it fits. What if peace of mind was my default state? What if peace of mind was innately mine and that nothing could take that away from me? Nothing and no one. What if that was true? I'd love you to entertain the notion that this is possible for you, no matter what. That's all I want you to do right now. Just try it on. Notice when your mind gets quieter as it automatically does. There are moments of quiet that that find us, right? Because peace of mind is something that finds you. I want you to start to notice there are moments of quiet in your mind that just show up, but they're so ordinary. They're so subtle. We miss them, especially when we're distracted by our upset and our reactions. It's something that we can miss and I want you to know it's always there. So I want you to start to have an eye out for it. I want this to be something that prioritize for yourself. You prioritize noticing, you prioritize looking for. Because the more you do that, the more you will notice it. And the more you notice it, the more you'll appreciate it. And the more you will appreciate it, the more it just simply starts to find you. I hope this has been helpful. And if you'd like to know more about what I'm talking about, feel free to visit my website, fionalukies.com.au forward slash relatable, where I'm about to launch my brand new program, where I share my insight framework, where I share all this and more. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable where we are committed to taking the stress and confusion out of relationships. If you're keen to find out more, the best place to start is to head on over to my website, fionalukies.com.au, where you can download my free Relationship Masterclass video series or join the waitlist for Relatable, my brand new online program where I personally take you through how to have a great relationship with anyone.